Welcome to the Park Podcast, sharing tips, advice, and general guidance surrounding the working world. Good morning, and welcome to the Park Podcast. I'm Tony Bracken. I'm Gemma Marshall, and today we are delighted to welcome Sinead. Hi. Hello, Sinead. Hi. So this week, our um, episode focuses on the growing world of compliance. And we're delighted to have Sinead with us today, um, who is the head of compliance at award-winning business Langham Hall. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so tell us, how did you start in the world of compliance? Um, a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't very big when I first, first got involved. So mm-hmm. I... Um, I, I basically I had some exposure to things like CDD and things like that and mm. just found it quite interesting and decided that's what I wanted to do. I was in trust administration before that. So, um, yeah, I went for it and joined RBSI just in 2001. It was quite a big team then, um, but it's just grown and grown ever yeah. since. I mean, we've seen the industry completely rocket, oh, haven't we? Absolutely, yeah. I think what, what you know, what would be in a, a role where you covered so many different areas. There's now specialisms, there's now whole teams just mm. doing onboarding, just doing yeah. reviews, yeah. just doing monitoring, you know, and the whole thing splits, doesn't it? Um, That's it. I mean, it's it's massive, like you say, from just going from just compliance teams years yeah. and years ago, there's just so many different areas. I mean, it's not even just compliance anymore. You're looking at it's governance, risk and compliance yes. teams. It's yeah. covering everything. It's AML specialisms and... Mm. Um, it's just huge, just yeah. huge. And so what, why, what keeps you in it? You said initially, yeah, CDD was quite interesting, but... It's, do you know what, having done the trust admin side, I yeah. did that sort of client-facing role and the day-to-day that came with mm. doing that. Um, when I joined compliance, every day is different. It's because you're dealing with all aspects of the business, you're never dealing with the same thing twice, really, because it's any issues and things that come up. Um and I mean, I, I said to you last week when I had to move this podcast, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. unpredictable things yes. come up. Yeah. Um, but it's nice. I like that. I think it keeps me on my toes and it does. Mm. It, it, it makes it more interesting yeah. that, you know, every day brings something new. And I guess intellectually, you know, it's got to be stimulating be- because of that. Yeah, because the same issue across different sort of clients will always have a different solution. So mm. you're always having to come up with something different. It's not... It's very much, uh, you know, we, we learn the regs, we learn the rules, yeah. but it's how we apply them to all the different situations that's different every time. So, yeah. And the whole factor that ultimately, you know, you're, you're, you're protecting a business, protecting the island, etc. But also you have to be commercial because you're, you're supporting the business you work for. So there must be some interesting conflicts there. There is because you, you do, you have to try and find that sort of let's call it happy middle ground between yeah. what the client wants and obviously what the, the what the company wants to give that client because we always want to keep our clients happy between what we have to do to sort of stay in the lines of the law mm. um so it is that that's kind of the interesting trade off that you do mm. um in trying to keep that commercial but i think it's it's interesting because it does it just gives you access to everything that happens in a in an office yeah really you're, you're involved in all mm. the different parts and not only that you get to with kind of issue resolution in particular you get to look at how to make things better mm. and i think that's like every everything that you solve every problem that you're involved in every case that you work on you might look at it and go actually i've learned something from that if we change things we won't have that problem in the future mm. or this we can work better by doing it this way. Yeah. And it's that having that kind of exposure that's good. Yeah. So what does a typical day look like for you if there is a typical day? Typical days? <laughs> um 
Well, we have, I mean, we have general, I mean, in, in my particular team, what we've got is we've got a sort of, we've got a business as usual plan for each month. So sure. we can kind of plan days yeah. where we're sort of looking at, we have things like monitoring that we have to do. Um, we have regular reviews that we need to do. We have CDD that we need to review every month. Um, so we have all that that comes in and then we have our client queries that are coming in, but mm-hmm. we, we which we can't plan for. Okay. Um, we, in my team in particular, we are sort of quite heavily involved with the new business side. Mm-hmm. So we know generally we're going to have that come up at any point during the week. Um, and from my point of view, there's obviously the team management side. So any sort of the HR issues and sort mm-hmm. of ongoing monitoring of monthly mm-hmm. tasks and reporting that needs to be done. And so I guess, you know, you'd also get a director of the business coming to you saying, you know, we've got this potential client or this this business we want to take on board and we need you to help us make that happen. Is that realistically what? Yeah, so we, we get, with any piece of new business that comes in, it all comes to us. We get the explanation of what the business is, mm. who's involved with it, and we will do all our checks. So a lot of it will involve checking. You've got the normal due diligence. We'll research them online. Um, we do screening. We've got sort of specialist screening tools that we have yes, to do that yeah. so we go through we have to check things like sanctions whether there's adverse media has anyone been mm. declared bankrupt have yeah. they been arrested yeah. for anything before yeah. um so we have all of this that we check before saying to the business obviously they can go ahead um we will also look at what we're going to offer product wise and mm. um, what requirements there are from a regulatory point of view i mean obviously on funds so we're looking at is it a re- regulated fund mm. is it a jersey private fund um, is it our core business? Yeah. And consider the risks that that poses. Mm. And so how do you keep on top of all the regulations? So in my office, what we do is we have um, weekly updates. So we have one of the guys that goes through. We have a, a spreadsheet set up where we document all of the JFSC updates. They're all reviewed. We consider if there's any action to be taken. Um, and then that's divvied out to the mm. team mm. as and when required. I mean, there's just so much. Uh, yeah and I mean you know from our <laughs> perspective sat where we you know sometimes yeah. we'll get a call you know from you know <clears throat> a, a big banking institution for example that said okay this new law's coming this new regulation's coming we need a whole team attempts to come in and help us you know go through the clients that we've got review what we've got update everything etc cetera, etc cetera. so I mean I, I can imagine that happens on a different scale everywhere it is and I think I mean the big banks I think are probably getting the, the, the much bigger institutions, not just banks, are probably yeah. getting hit a lot harder. Yeah. I mean, we're a much we're a much smaller. I mean, we're sort of a hundred people. Mm. Um, but we and we we've just bought in systems as well, which I think is the key thing here. Is mm. that I think a lot of places are going out and they're having to look for temps for all these JFSC returns. Yeah. Because we're all working on systemizing at the moment. We're all yeah. working on getting that in place. Mm. I don't think I think there's quite a lot of people that are actually not quite there yet. We've just sure. introduced our new systems. Um, which is going to make all that kind of thing much yeah. more easy for us. So being that younger, more agile business, you're able yeah. to find the solutions, the, the technology that yeah. can support the business a lot more efficiently than a, a big beast, if you like. Well, that's it. And they're, yeah. very, they're very sort of, it's in. I mean, how I've worked in big institutions before, yes. it's very tick box, it's very black and white. It's not quite so easy to get through changes in procedures, changes mm. in systems. And I mean, we're quite fortunate we've been able to build our own system. Right, okay. We've just in, yeah. in, implemented it this year so over the over the last year we've been implementing that and we're, we're doing all our data uploads at the moment um we've had a few jfc returns come in yeah. um and actually that's helping us to populate that because we're actually pulling all this information yeah. together we know we might need to provide it again so we can store it all somewhere on the system mm. and it can easily be pulled again so for someone kind of our size it, it 
it's actually not too bad. Yeah. I do feel for the much bigger organisations, yeah. it's it's crazy for them. But thinking about that, thinking about your role and generally thinking about the, a, a, a role in compliance, you, you, you've been talking about detail, you've been talking about, you know, the ability to look at process, procedure, the ability to have some sort of technology, to, to sort of have an eye to be able to mm-hmm. spot things, deal with issues. Then there's the people side diplomacy. I'm just trying to think of all the skills that you need in this area. <laughs> the list of them. Um, diplomacy is a really good one. We don't always, um, they're not always happy conversations that we have to yeah, have. But, um, yeah, you know, yeah. because obviously we are sometimes, I mean, I can go back to, I mean, we were talking earlier about compliance in the 80s. Yeah. Um, I think in the 90s and the early 2000s, we were considered the uh, business prevention unit. Yes, or yeah. the blockers, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. it, exactly. Sat, sat yeah. in the basements yeah. wearing grey suits. Um, yeah. And I'd like to think that we're not like that at all anymore. Mm. Um, but there are times when, unfortunately, there is no kind of, let's say, wiggle room yeah. from the law. And you you, you just can't it's do enough, something. Yeah. You can't provide something that a client wants. And that's not always the most easy of conversations. But... I mean, we do try um, to be, when we, when we deliver that message, to make sure that we're explaining to someone why we're delivering that yes, message and yeah. sort of providing that understanding. It's not just a, a, no, you can't do that. And mm. I think that's the approach that you have to take now, that we, we try and work with the business yeah. a yeah. lot more. Yeah. And if you look back, Sinead, at your 20-year-old self, could you have imagined... <laughs> Five minutes ago. Five yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, not that yeah. long ago at all. Could you have imagined yourself <laughs> in this role? I mean, because it probably wouldn't really have existed, you know, potentially. Um, well, this what is skills did you have then? What 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 is is about you that you were able to apply to this career? Do you know? I think if you're inquisitive, yeah, yeah. I think that was. I mean, I started my career in RBSI um, when RBSI covered. Well, it still does. Um, it was the RBSI group, so it was RBS, mm. it was NatWest, it was Coots, and I was responsible for monitoring. Yeah, and I basically got to go out and do the monitoring on all three institutions, wow, which okay. have got had various different offices all around town, and I was out and about meeting everyone, looking into everyone, you know, mm. doing all the monitoring on all the different areas in the business. And I just found it so interesting because I was inquisitive. I yeah. was, I wanted to know, and mm. I, I think that that's key. Yeah, you've got to want to do what you're doing. I mean, it's mm. not. This isn't just compliance. This is any role you've got. Sure. You've got to really want to do it. I think. Um, and for me, this was it. I just, it was that sort of inquisitive nature, and mm. I'm nosy. Yeah, that's yeah, it. I wanted to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted. To, I wanted to know. And what's been your personal career highlight? I think probably there's probably two, and they're. Probably strange ones. So I think, <laughs> I think for me, the two kind of highlights of my career, and they probably weren't at the time. It was more now that I look back, and sure. I think they were probably key moments yeah. as opposed to highlights. Mm-hmm. Was one would have been I think when I left RBS, I was there for about six years, and it was very, as I said, it's a big institution. Yeah. There were checklists, everything was set up, everyone, mm-hmm. everything was there for you. I came in, I didn't have to worry about the processes mm-hmm. and the procedures. Everything was there. It was mm-hmm. done. Yeah. And I took the leap and I went somewhere who had recently had a not so good JFSE review. Um, They were rebuilding their compliance team. They didn't have policies and procedures in place. They didn't have the registers they needed and everything else. And I I took that leap of stepping out of the nice little comfort zone where everything was done and ready. And I just walked in and ticked my boxes to going somewhere where we had to develop something. And I had to take what I've learned and apply it somewhere else. Yeah. And in hindsight, I think that was actually such a good move for me. Yeah. Um, 
And I secondly, guess you, get, you had to tested yourself as well, you know? It must have been a bit scary. Well, it's actually showing that you did actually learn something yeah, yeah, over the yeah, last yeah, six years. Yeah. You were doing well. <laughs> yeah. I was actually doing yeah. okay. Well done. Um, I took some stuff away and I applied it somewhere else. Yeah. No, but that's it. And I, I think sort of the second one's very, very similar. So I would say when I took my first role um, as a compliance officer for a firm, but it was actually moving into, there was no one else in the compliance team. Okay. And it was I. I was really quite scared of doing that and being on my own. Yeah. As a sort of one man compliance team, sure. and I think taking that step, I'm kind of I don't know if it's a career highlight or just I'm very proud. Yeah. That I did that in the end because I think that was quite. I don't know. It was just it was just really scary. But at it's the time. nice to have a team, isn't it, behind mm. you as you say for that support or someone just to chat things through. So yeah, that's it to bounce bounce things yeah. off, bounce ideas mm. off, or queries, or am I doing this yeah. right? And and when you haven't got that. It and that's stops I think, with you, doesn't it? Yeah. That was it. And I think I thought I wouldn't have that. But yeah. actually, in reality, when I went somewhere, I had, you know, I was acting as CEO for the company and I had the, the other directors that were there and I could chat to people about mm, things. Good. And I, I think that was that was kind of an eye opener for me that just because I don't have a team around me doing yeah. exactly the same thing as me, mm. I can still, can still sort yeah. of have those conversations. So I think they're two things that not necessarily highlight, but definitely moments I'm most proud of. Great. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I mentioned before that obviously, you know, apart from protecting and working with the, with the business and clients you're in, you know, you are taking responsibility to protect part of Jersey's financial services industry because yeah. obviously this is, you know, a massive part of our economy. So, uh, uh, you know, key responsibility. But how, how do you think things are going to change going forward? I mean, from our perspective, from recruitment, you know, from growth, it's just been, <laughs> it, it surely it doesn't stop. And, you know, what do you see the future of compliance mm. looking like? I mean, it's, I, I can't see it stopping. It's yeah. just going to be regulation, regulation, regulation. It's, you know, there's just so much... So much change going on. I mean, we've got in the moment you're looking at rolling out next year with the um, removal of the exemptions from regulation from AML for an awful lot of entities. So you've got sort of MLRO, MLCO appointments across a massive amount of client entities. That That's just going to create more responsibility. It's going to yeah. create more work, more monitoring, mm -hmm. um, more people to take on those key person roles. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I think it's just going to, they're just going to be tightening regs all the time, I think. And it's the JFSC, I I can see them sort of increasing the amount of updates they require from us. So the returns mm. they need, yeah. um, because they have to be proving as an island that they're yeah, testing us, that of they're, course, you know, yeah. they're making sure we do have these yeah. robust systems and mm. controls in place. And what um, about automation? I mean, mm. I think this yeah. must be. Yeah, I mean, the amount of. You can see it in the amount of companies that are coming out now that are offering all these different types of products. So yes. that, that you know the systems in place. There's more and more systems coming out for, for example, CDD. Yes. That will take your CDD. They'll process your CDD. That this automated way of doing things. Um, there's systems coming out around monitoring, mm -hmm. about mapping, about all these different things. And I, I, it's just, I think it's just going to become huge. And with people bringing in their own systems not just compliance systems, but systems within the businesses, the automation of doing things, it then, it's actually probably going to make the monitoring side of, for people like me much easier yes, because yeah. we'll be able to just print reports and yeah. make sure people yeah. are doing, yeah. you know, yeah. following procedures and mm. doing what we need to do. It will just become more slicker, won't it? Yeah. yeah. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, and also <laughs> you, need, you need to have... Well, from a client perspective as well, because ultimately the automation is 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 going to change fees, really, for clients, isn't it? So yeah. the more competitive edge, the more tech enabled you can be as a business, surely the more clients are going to be attracted to you for, for part of that. 
Well, that's it. And you you also, the thing is, the more that, I mean, obviously there's, there's different risks that yeah, come with, yeah, yeah. you know, with all the fintech that's coming in. But you do, you do eliminate the human error risk. Yes. So it does, like you were saying, it does make things slicker. It should make things quicker. It mm. should make reporting much easier. Mm. Um, but it does go back to you will never get away from human touch when it comes to yeah. the relationship side sure. of things. So yeah, exactly. I think it, it, yeah. Yeah. it's... It's a balance, isn't it? It's yeah. That's it. That That's right what balance. people have got to figure yeah. out is, is how to balance that and, and provide it means, that as a yeah, service. From the people that work in the sector, you get to do the more interesting stuff because that more repetitive stuff is done by and machines. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> machines will take the over. The machines, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but they will, I mean, this is it. And I think it will allow everyone to be much more proactive mm. because you, in any job you go in, you're always... Yes, you can be proactive, but you are always going to have to be very reactive to things that come up when you're doing your monitoring. If you're mm. looking at automation, if you're looking at real-time reporting, then you're not looking back quite so much. What okay. you're doing isn't looking back at what's already happened. You're getting that real-time reporting. So you get the opportunity to be much more proactive mm. um, in servicing your clients, in you know identifying risks and you know developing your policies and procedures. And just to touch on, you know, as you said, that the growth, more key person, more responsibility, obviously to, to take a position like you take and others take to have that key person. I mean, ultimately, that means a risk for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, even more now. So um, yeah. this year, so they've just introduced four um, MLROs and it, it will catch COs and MLCOs to a point um, under the civil financial penalties. So you are personally liable. Mm. Um, which um, brings us in line with directors of companies as well, yeah. who were already caught by that. Um, and this is the thing, it, it, this this is all part of the, the JFSC showing that, you know, they, they have that, the the ability to hold people accountable, mm. um, which they need to be able to show that they can do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it is an, an additional risk. Um, but this is, again, this is about having those proper... Um, systems and controls in place so that you can evidence you've done everything that you could have yeah. done yeah um you know we're not all gonna mm -hmm. we're never gonna make money laundering go away we're not gonna make financial crime go away no, no. um but you do everything in your power to mitigate the risks sure. of it and as long as you can evidence you've done that and document it yeah. then and surely it must be fascinating to uncover something <laughs> <laughs> you know like an like you yeah. know you put your police hat yeah. on you know you uncover something that actually it's a good job i'm doing all this because look, look obviously you know i'm not asking for examples <laughs> of where you uncover something but generally that's the point isn't it that you know if you work in rbsi you know or wherever you work you you uncover things that you need to investigate this is it and i so this is sort of obviously with all we we required to make suspicious activity reports yeah. and um, anyone that works in compliance knows that no has, has seen them before yeah. we none of us have worked anywhere where you've never had to deal with them yeah um and it is i mean this goes back to me being quite nosy and yeah. inquisitive and that side of things and then all of a sudden i was exposed to this world of oh look, yeah, SARS look what they're doing. people, people <laughs> yeah. laundering money and um so yeah so that side of it is again it, it is very interesting and mm. i think um i have in the past seen some instances yeah um and it's i want to say interesting but then it just becomes an awful lot of work when everyone gets Does involved it, yeah. <laughs> and scary i guess yeah. frightening like wow look look at this look what we mm -hmm. found and yeah but i think that's where i from my knowledge i, I and you sort of you, you take 
I can't think of the word now. So you, you, I think from my previous experiences, what I can take from that is where I've been involved in something like that before. And, you know, you get the financial crimes unit mm. coming in and, you yeah. know, obviously all these people start coming in and start going, oh, well, look at this, look at that. Yeah. Um, where we can show that we did everything we yes. were meant to do. Yeah. 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 As long as you can do that of course, and you've yeah. got that behind you, you can have that confidence Something, that yeah. you know what you're doing, you yeah. know you did what you were meant to do and you've documented that you've done everything. Mm. Yeah, then great. you're fine then, personally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's quite interesting. And so, from a, a, the perspective of, of, of a trainee, because obviously, you know, we know Langham Hall are consistently looking at that area mm-hmm. of the market, and, and as Gemma and I have said, you know, there's a lot of opportunity to to get into this area. What what's this? You know, why? What does this look like? What What would you suggest to somebody who's interested? I mean, all I. I in that respect, all I can say is just I, if you're interested, just go for it. Yeah, I think that's it. I think with compliance, one of the things I would say is when you get into compliance, you're getting your if if, if finance is what you want to do. Yeah, and if compliance is something that interests you, then just I'd, I'd give it a go yeah. because it can open doors to all the different areas. Mm. Because we deal with all we deal with the admins when mm. we're in fund admins, so we you know I deal with the fund administrators. We might have some exposure to the the accountants, yes. not so much, but yeah. some. Um, having worked in a bank, I worked with you know personal bankers, the corporate yeah. bankers, you know the mortgage team. I, I've I've you worked with everything. all them different yeah, yeah, departments, yeah. and if if you give it a go, if it's something you're interested in, mm. maybe it's not for you, but you won't yeah. know unless you try. Mm. But you might then have that stepping stone to all the other departments yeah. who all have compliance responsibilities. Yeah. So with that knowledge, you can then take that next step. Mm. It's not like you've specialised in one area that won't help you anywhere else. Yeah. Compliance applies across the I board. I think that's what we're seeing as well, aren't yeah. we? Especially in the banking sector, a lot of p- people's roles do have a touch of compliance yeah. in them now, don't they? And I think we've seen, you know, I saw it in, you know, big CDD projects in, I think it was, was it 2014 or something? Mm. Showing my mm-hmm. age now. <laughs> but where people, jo- and we've got, you know, at the moment we're, we're talking about Temporary Workers Week that we're focusing on internally. And I think we've got opportunities, as I've said, with some of the banks where they are doing remediation projects. And what I've seen is people enter those projects and now those ones that were doing them in 2014 are now in senior compliance positions because yeah. they, they have they that got a foot in, they had that opportunity yeah. and have just developed it. And I think, as we said earlier, it, it, there's there's lo- loads of different parts of compliance. Yeah. So I guess it's not some people's perceptions that it might be, yeah, just analysing, mm-hmm. looking at the data. You are also managing relationships. You are an advisory piece. You know, you are, you know, interacting using your expertise. So it can be a... a, a customer facing or client facing or advice do you know what I mean I'm I'm trying to say it's not just a a back office Mm -hmm. more sort of legal analytical job it it can have all of the skills yeah it can I I think that that's the interesting part I mean obviously I I can talk about me now in in fund admin so we have because we have regulated funds I go to their board meetings yeah so I've we've got we've sort of split our team we've got two sub teams we've got a Langham Hall team we've got a client team Mm. um within the compliance function and so we have you know the client team are then focusing on client deliverables yeah they're, they're doing all that they're doing the compliance reports quarterly compliance reports for board meetings and the compliance monitoring just on the clients um, and the idea is they will then get to the point where that team they're going to the board meetings and everything else you can kind of focus on that side yeah. or you have the the sort of the Langham Hall side which is just back office yeah um you know which you don't have to go out and speak to clients you, no. can, you are just within the business so it's there's something for everyone I think yeah, there yeah yeah have you ever thought this career is not for me has there ever been a time 
Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have to say yes. I don't think I can say no. Yeah. Like, I've all yeah. dreamt of, yeah. you know, those summer days when you're looking out the window going, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could be a dog walker right now. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, chilling on the beach with yeah. all my dogs, wandering around. Yeah. And- I, I mean, to be fair, you know, we've seen people come to us after they've done that and had to go back <laughs> into financial <laughs> services. So, go, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. doesn't think- always pay. Yeah, not only that, I'd, I'd be good for the summer, then it'd yeah. start raining. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, it's, we all, like I say, we all have bad days. We all look at it and we say, oh, you know, I wish I could be out there, especially yeah. when, especially being in Jersey in the summer. And, you yeah. know, the weather's really nice. But I do, I genuinely, I I do actually really enjoy it. I, yeah. I do like yeah. that, you know, we've said about the unpredictability, but I like mm. coming in and, you know, getting involved in what I get involved in. I like helping out the business. I like... Now that mm. I'm in the role where I'm developing a team, I mm. I take a lot of pride in kind of developing yeah. the team as well. And I, I, you know, we we've got a good bunch of guys at Langham Hall, and um, so yeah, I just I do really enjoy it. Great, and it's an exciting time for compliance, isn't it? With as you say, all the future kind of and funds. I yeah, mean, and funds you know, exactly. Another massive growth area yeah. is funds. I mean, we're ticking you know, all the boxes. This is it. But, <laughs> I mean, the company you work for, you, you know when we first started speaking to them, you know, we were talking about a handful of people. So well, it, I think there was sort of around eight, nine people, weren't yeah, there? Yeah. So, and, you know, look at, look at that sort of growth. So not just funds as, as a sector in the island, but, and, you know, understand there's more, more to come next year. You know, it, it's, it's just more growth. This is it. I mean, it is, it's great. I mean, Langham Hall is, is growing. Um, you know, it's, it's a fantastic place to work. They come in, you know, we, we, we tend to sort of focus on bringing people in at training level and growing people getting put through professional qualifications and you know pushing people to achieve what they can achieve um and i think it's brilliant yeah it's really good so in that just to touch on those professional qualifications a bit because it's something we haven't mentioned obviously so with compliance there's the is the international compliance association is kind of the Mm go-to i think there are there are others out there um but the ICA, I think, is, is yeah, probably yeah. the most most popular one. Mm. They've just brought out. They've I was actually looking the other day. They've just brought out a new diploma um, on san- actual a whole diploma on sanctions. Really. Um, so they've they've got a number of they have their sort of intro- introductory certificates. Yes. Did say that right? Yeah. <laughs> got a bit tongue tied. Um, and then they have their advanced certificates and they've got their diplomas. They've yes. also got now a lot of specialist yeah. certificates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's just so much you can do. It's all online. Um, it used to be way back when when I did it. Um, there was an exam as well, but now it's not at all. Um, I think you might have even gone into a classroom, did you? I did face Highlands. to face with people. Yeah, I, I went up to Highlands, <laughs> did the, the very first ever ICA certificate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what about but, internal training on the job? Is there? So yeah, so we do. I think it's. I mean, it's it's another. I suppose that's another string to the bow if you want to be in compliance. Is mm. we do need to deliver training so yeah. if that was something you're interested yeah. in it's also something you can get involved in as in um, you not not just the people that work in your team but you're going out to the business are you to educate them on yeah so we do right, i mean we yeah. have our annual aml training that we do yeah. um we're looking to roll out more and more um training to the business around sort of our policies and procedures mm. and sort of j- regulatory updates from the jfsc um at Langham, they're very good. They have we have um, a program in place for all the internal training, right. um, which isn't just around what I would call sort of job specific training. There's okay. an awful lot around sort of well being and mental health and things as well. So, right. which is fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. Good. Great. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Guys. I think it's great. Yeah. You know that hopefully that listeners can understand that. Yeah, there's there's quite a varied 
you know, selection of options in yeah. risk and compliance as a whole. Um, and I guess, you know, locally as an industry, there's plenty of options. But That's massive. Um, moment, yeah. yeah, plenty yeah. of growth. So yeah. fantastic. Thank, Thank you for your time. Thank you, Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to The Park Podcast, sharing tips, advice and general guidance surrounding the working world. 